let's hit the theme music and let's get started. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Welcome to a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And welcome to this special Sunday edition of us recording. Uh, because what says, hey, we love movies more than anything in the world and interrupting people while they're watching the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's happening right now, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Dallas is uh, losing 17 to 23, one minute and 31 seconds left in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Kansas City Chiefs play next. And then, uh, yeah, I have really, like, again, I don't even know. Like, like football. You should know, man. Why? They're playing in your town, in your town today. It's like the only stadium that almost sold out, like, for a football game. All the other ones have seats everywhere still available. Anyway, so the two movies that we are reviewing today is, first, we are going to review um, the one one of Shakespeare's, well, actually Shakespeare's most famous art I'd, piece. I'd say Hamlet is. Hamlet, I think it's more important. Really? Yeah. Hamlet? Yeah, that's what they, tell, that's what they teach in school. That's what they teach. Well, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Romeo and Juliet they teach in school. Yeah, they teach Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet. If I had to pick one of, one of those, I'd pick Hamlet, though. Okay. You sure it's not Merchant of Vincent? Yeah, I mean, what, what, I, what I learned in school in Texas and uh, in, in college was basically. What about much to do about nothing? That's I mean, that's a popular one. I know that Joss Whedon did a, a um. Oh, version of that. you know what? What about his legendary, one of his best legendary art pieces of our all time, one of his best works, Shakespeare in Love. Right, that one's the number one. <laughs> Number one by far. <laughs> but this is The Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, which was on Apple Plus Television. Um, directed, by starring, half, directed by one half of the Coen brothers because, you know, just usually Joel and Ethan. But yeah, 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 we'll talk about that okay. later. We'll okay. talk about the directors later. Okay. Starring Denzel Washington as Macbeth. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Uh, then Francis uh, McDormand as Lady Macbeth. That did not happen. His hand slipped. He drilled a hole through his own self. Did he say I did it? Well, I guess it's his word against mine then, huh? Kind of like in all those rape cases you hear about. Except this time... The chick ain't losing. Yeah, that's from uh, Three Billboards uh, Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. And then uh, a big part, uh, Corey Hawkins plays in this as well. We can no longer endure this kind of oppression without retribution. <laughs> that war in Vietnam, it is not only illegal, it is immoral. And you know what I tell them? Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. Yeah, that's from uh, that's from Black Heinzman. Yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. And other people in this movie, Stephen Rue, Harry Melling. I mean, can you even imagine that's the kid, the bully from Brent, freaking Harry Potter? Brendan Gleeson's in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's lots of lots Brandy of. Uh, and Steven Root's like, I think in almost fucking everything, dude. He can play. I swear to God, <laughs> wasn't he in another movie? Anyway, anyway, uh, then the second movie we're going to do uh, this week is uh, another outing from this new time director, George uh, George Clooney. He's a new director. I don't, guy. Think, I don't think I've ever heard of him. Who's he? I don't know. We'll talk about him later. Um, and that is the Tender Bar, starring the one, the only, the greatest Batman of all time, Ben Affleck. He looked at me standing there in the doorway in my underoos. He said, your mother left. She's not coming back. Just like that. Smoking cigarettes, needing a TV dinner at sex in the morning. Uh, then the great Ty Sheridan. Who's the main character? I don't need no, yeah. god- I don't need no goddamn boxing lesson. I know what to do. I'll pop him right in the eye. He whooped my ass and threw me out the truck. Because he knew that I were going to kill him. I could kill his ass. I could kill him just as good as you could. And that's actually from uh, Joe, an underlooked movie, I think. I think it's overlooked. Yeah, with Nicolas Cage in it, who is now the greatest actor of all time. Uh, Lily Robb? Why can't you be more clever? Like Bobby? Do you think I want to be the camp cook? I slave all day putting food on the table for a hundred kids. I do it so that you can have a summer. I sweat blood for you. I will not tolerate sarcasm. That's from American Horror Story. Yeah, I know. One of the greatest shows of all time. And then, if not... One of the, if not one of the greatest, the greatest comedic actors in all of history time. You know him as the man who tried to destroy Two Town. He's the one that brought Marty McFly back from the past to the future. He is the one, the only, so nice. He should have been named twice, Mr. Christopher Lloyd. How do you do, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Fill in name of couple? I'm your name here, but uh, you can call me nickname. Uh, it's very nice to see you this afternoon. <clears throat> uh, may I ask you, are you satisfied with your present vacuum cleaner? Well, ours hasn't been working too well lately, but um, I... May I come in and, and talk to you about Magic Carpet Wizard? Uh, I suppose so, yes, okay. Okay. <sighs> I did it, I got in. <laughs> I'm gonna do okay at this job. It's from a taxi driver. <laughs> the taxi, taxi. That's taxi. Yeah, taxi. Taxi. Taxi driver is a movie yeah, about I know exactly. Taxi is an award-winning, uh, groundbreaking comedy show from 1978 to 1983. But <laughs> yes. Um, okay, you can find us on iMovies, don't suck down network, Facebook, and Facebook.com, slash News, don't suck podcast. We're on Twitter, MTS Podcast. We're on Instagram, MTS Podcast. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt, so name, go to Patreon.com, slash News, don't suck, or Patreon.com, search your movies, don't suck, and something to do. If all icons should have. Merch. We're all streaming platforms. Yeah. yeah, Chris, tell them where they can find us. Moveson.net, Facebook.com slash Moveson Suck Park. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, jumping the gun on everything, man. Chill out. Uh, Take a breather. 
Do, do you need an edible? Uh, no, I had a had some coffee and it's still with me. So <laughs> take a couple sips of your beer, man. Uh, all right, this is the two movies, and plus uh, this week the business that we are going to be uh, giving our support to is Nothing's Left Brewing Company. They brew the weird beer. Yes, nothing's left. They make what they want to drink. Their beers are tasted in the heat of festivals and with the beer consumers of the great state of Oklahoma. If it passes the trials of the Oklahoma beer drinkers and the ultimate test of the brewmaster, they put it in production with drinks like these Nuts, Strawberry Blonde, Salted Watermelon Crusher. They have a new beer that just came out today, which is the Milkshake Beer, which has a flavor of Fruit Loops to it. And their new Almond Joy Stout Beer. Uh, I was there a couple weeks ago. Great place. It's located at 1502 East 6th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Again, that's 1502 East 6th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can look them up on Facebook. Uh, their location is at Nothing's Left Brewery Co. Or you can look them up on their website at nothingsleftbrew.co. Cool, man. I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that you're uh, go ahead and, and helping out local businesses like that. There's one here, but uh, we'll talk about them next week. You got another one here? Yeah, we got one here. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it yet. No, it's a good one. And, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, send me that information. I'll be more than happy to just make sure you email that or give me a DM of that information, Chris, and I'll be more than happy to help your local business out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh. I don't know if, the, you know if you have been watching us on YouTube from the beginning. I think Neil mentioned that he had COVID this week. Um, I, I didn't really put it out there on the social media platforms. No, I, I only told... I told the people that I know, but uh, yes, I will tell you guys now. Um, the reason we are doing this today and at our normal Thursday night was because I almost died. And, um, you know, I got the COVID. But because I was a smart human being and went out and got the vaccine, um, I, I got the Transformer version, the oh. Omicron. Omicron. Transformers. <laughs> the Omicron yeah, but, um, yeah. But after uh, Christmas and New Year's, uh, it hit the entire United States. Let's not just say here in Tulsa, but it did hit here in Tulsa. This is the highest spike in COVID in this city, the entire pandemic. And I think it's, I think it's, that's true with a lot of cities, too. It yeah, it was in. ridiculous. But um, because we have the vaccine, it was just like having a really bad version of the flu. Do you – uh, did you uh, – did you know how you, where you got it, who you got it from, or where you got it, or did it just? No, I mean to be very honest, um, we were very uh, immature last weekend. We went to two different birthday parties. Mm. We went to a hockey game. Mm. You know, I think at one point I was at a strip club. You know, like it, it's just I don't know where. And to be honest, any one of the places I went. I could have got it. I'm not going to blame anyone or yeah, yeah. blame an establishment or anything. No, I'm just like trying that to see if you, could, if, you could, if you could trace it back to someone. Just let them know. You know. Like, like, oh, you know, I, I anybody that was around me, I made it very clear that I personally messaged them and was like, hey, man, I don't know where I caught this at, but I know it was on Friday or Saturday. But, I caught but it. how are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? I know that you started, you started um, to notice it Monday, I, and by Tuesday, you were like, I'm fucking like, feel like shit. 
Wednesday you were sleeping most of the time. Thursday you're like, like you're you felt like you were dying. I, I slept pretty much. Actually, I slept pretty much from Monday until Friday. And uh, how many how many times did you poop here Monday through Friday? Uh, I didn't. Yeah. So so like a dog. If your dog's not pooping, it's probably sick. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're pooping now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I um, actually I have a toilet seat on my seat that I'm using. Oh, so you just so I'm so I'm pooping while I'm talking to you. Oh, so nice. I figured, nice. you know, I figured shit could come out of my mouth and my ass at oh, the same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I uh, I feel a lot better. I'm at a hundred, and I'm I'm uh, you know, I mean, I still have like kind of a sore throat. Sure, sure. But you know, it's just the leftover at this point. It's not even, it's not even a, it's not even bothersome. I don't like. There's a point where I couldn't even think. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I started turning on movies and stuff like that to put on in the background. Like, I turned on the Harry Potter series because I knew it would just continue playing, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to think. It was man. It was the worst brain fog, and I'm not gonna lie. Like it was just so many, so many different things. I just couldn't think positively. I couldn't. I, I did a um, podcast. I think it was on Wednesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. morning. Yeah, with uh, with, uh, uh, with our, our friend Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. And uh, by any means, I thought, man, I, I'm going to be able to do this just fine. And I tried to add to the conversation as much as I could. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, and I even loaded myself up. Like, I, I shot a lot of caffeine into my system. I took, uh, I think I was on Mucinex, uh, uh, Advil. I was <laughs> sucking on halls. I was doing it. And I'm just glad that um, I my camera isn't 4K. Because, like, they would have been able to see me. I might, I was just wearing a regular T-shirt, yeah. too. I wasn't even wearing an undershirt like I am now. And I was just sweating, yeah. like, the whole time. And I'm just like, yes, I really like that wrestling match. You know, like, <laughs> I was trying to add stuff to it. So, but they did ask me to come back for um, more uh, shows. So nice. I'm going to do a couple episodes cool. with awesome. them about some wrestling coming up. Uh, they're doing one about um uh, they're doing old WrestleManias leading up to WrestleMania mm-hmm. and one of them is WrestleMania 18 they're they're going to be doing soon and I was like, "Well, I was there." So, <laughs> I'd be the first greatest guest, mm-hmm. guest to have. So, uh, awesome. And uh yeah, so So, yeah. Um how's your week been? Uh fine. I just, I'm working and then but this coming week uh, we are doing a early podcast as well cuz I'm going to Colorado. In Denver, we um has a tattoo appointment with ours there, so we're flying in Thursday night, getting tattoo Friday and driving flying back on Saturday. So you're getting a tattoo. That's the whole point. Is just to go there to get a tattoo. Uh, she has an artist that she found online that she really likes, and so she wants to support this woman artist. So I can barely afford gas to get down the street. Your guys are just jumping on a plane like so it's nothing. You've seen my bike fill tattoo. So like that was by Amy Zhao in New York City. Or New York, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I don't know if there are any artists here that can do as quality as a job as someone down that. So we wasn't gonna go to her, but then she found someone else who like specializes in skate tattoos, and so we wants to go mm. skate a tattoo there. And I, I've, I, part of my I know person, your wife is a great skateboarder. Skate, skate roller skates, not skateboarder, but oh, oh, oh I thought you meant yeah, skateboard skates. We're going to San Diego in March to go to a skating convention. Nice. Yeah, and um, I 
have a friend there that we we'll yeah hanging out with a lot when we're there. And um, yeah, I think uh, and then in June we're going to their wedding in Rhode Island. Like that that couple that we know in San Diego, they're getting married in Providence. So we'll be flying Rhode there. Island. Yeah, we'll be flying there. Why are June. they going to the other side of the world? That's the where, United States to get married. That's that's where uh, his wife Amara lives. Like that's where her family's at. So that's weird. But then all your friends from San Diego can't make it. I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. But you're not from San Diego. No, but uh, th- this is actually Ryan who does the um, record night podcast with me, and so yeah. and so. Uh, I got, you know, like anything that happens to you, you have another wedding or something or like something like that, I'll be flying to wherever you're at. If you're in Calgary in Canada, I'll be there, you know, so I just got to be supportive. All right. Well, that's intriguing. I, uh, man, I can't wait. I can't uh, when, wait to go when I go to Providence, too, I will be visiting HP Lacrosse House. Nice. <laughs> now, um, when, now, when did he send out the invitations? Because I can't find mine. I don't think Ryan knows you that that well. Oh, yeah. oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. I don't know if you've ever met him, actually. Have you met him? I don't think I've ever met him at all, dude. 100%. I don't think I ever met the guy. If I did, I don't remember. Okay. And But, you know, my memory anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Macbeth. The tragedy. The tragedy direct, of Macbeth. Directed by Joel Cohen. Uh Joe Cohen is uh, half of the Cohen brothers. This is the first movie that Joe Cohen has done without his brother Ethan. Uh, but you guys know him them from basically all the all of the all the best shit. Um, Inside Louis Davis, True Grit, A Serious Man, Barrett of Reading, uh, fucking the Ballad, Buster Scruggs, Hail Caesar, Bridges Spies. They were with that No Country for Old Men, The Lady Killers, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, The Big Lebowski, Fargo, Raising Arizona. But this um, lumberjacks at play. <laughs> what was that? Lumberjacks, at the the Hudsucker proxy. Yeah, yeah, all all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, world cinema. Yeah, but this is the I first movie that Joel has done without his brother Ethan. Uh, so we're all interested to see that. And this is the adaptation of William Shakespeare's The Macbeth, um, starring mm-hmm. Denzel Washington playing the titular role of. Macbeth. I'm the man up in this piece. Also, we have Francis McDormand as Lamy Macbeth. That did not happen. <laughs> we got Alex Assholes Ross, Brady Cavell as Banquile, Brendan Gleeson as Duncan, and Corey Hawkins as Macduff. We can no longer endure this kind of oppression without retribution. We got Harry Mellon as Malcolm, <coughs> Miles Anderson as Lennox, Matt Dallum. There's all kinds of fucking uh, people in this. Ralph, I think Ralph Innocent, who was in one of my favorite movies, The Witches, in this. Uh, so, why don't you go ahead and read the storyline of this? Is there a storyline? There is. Okay. A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. So, this movie is a Shakespeare play throughout and through, so... Yeah, unless you, if you're really high, you're not paying attention. Good luck figuring out. I, you have to. It, really, dude? You never studied Shakespeare? I did, I did. I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying if you're not like familiar with that type of speaking, because uh, Shakespeare, his shit is like poetry. It's beautiful. I, I, I know there are plenty of people out there that hate Shakespeare. I'm actually, I like Shakespeare a lot. So. Oh, are you a big Shakespeare reader? 
I'm not a big one. I just like I like him more than most people hate him. I like I, so. I mean, where, where, where are you on Shakespeare, William Shakespeare? What do you think of his stuff? I think light as a feather, heavy as the soul, east me to the better ones that have felt me before. Times have come, times have changed, winds have always oppressed me. I have come around to thee to just know that I will always see. Okay, so you like Shakespeare? <laughs> um, I uh, when I was a when I was a kid, I was a weird kid, and uh, you know I read a lot of Greek Roman mythology, you know, yeah. so uh, read Latin and stuff like that. And for some reason, there were, uh, I read a lot of poetry too. Uh, like, uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the poets that I've read now. I can't even think was of Bukowski any. Bukowski right <laughs> yeah, is a young child. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. but um. One hundred percent. But I, uh, Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. That's, I was trying to think of who it was, but um, so yeah, I, I memorized a couple lines of Shakespeare here and there. Um, so, but uh, because of that, because I tried so hard like when i was a kid reading shakespeare was difficult it was i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna act like i was yeah. a few full-blown genius yeah. and i knew exactly um what was being said but no, what, yeah what was being what, said. one thing that shakespeare's look at is that what was being said but also what's between what's being read you know like he's all these um all these underlying things so uh i i the only one i i wrote a research paper on hamlet when i was in the college train um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I, I wasn't familiar with the tragedy of Macbeth. So I, uh, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this. I really did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is like the hundred and fourteenth time I've seen Macbeth. Um, but it's different. Yeah. But because so every time it's different. It doesn't matter what, what who, when, where, what. It's yeah. always different. But but That's so like saying every. This is a black and white. And one of the things that I thought Joe Clune did. Really good job. One, the cinematography, too. And two, it's uh, the thing is, is that some when it's black and white, you have to use contrast in such a, a, a striking way. And this has all the contrast you need. Like, this is beautifully shot and it's spooky, it's dark, it's creepy. Uh, it's all those things that you want when it comes to watching a Coen Brothers film, right? And so, I don't think anyone can see this say, hey, this is a Coen Brother. I do think this is a very, very cool uh, adaptation of the Shakespeare play. Great representation, great use of contrast, and amazing actors. Amazing actors. Denzel was great. Francis was great. Almost everyone in this movie is fantastic at what they're doing. Yeah, and the the look of it, I mean, they built this whole movie on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. They did not have one outside shot whatsoever. They wanted, um, Cohen had a very idealistic uh, very, very vision. vision of- yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he wanted to uphold, which kind of gave it that a, a very play, like it felt like a play. Yeah, it did. You know, which mm-hmm. which which is great because that's what Shakespeare should feel like, um, unless it's from the '90s and you need a nine millimeter with you and the cardigan singing "Love Me" in the background. Are you, um, are you talking about <laughs> that version of Shakespeare? Uh, a version of William Jewel? He did that one. Fucking what was his name? The guy who did the Greek Gatsby as well. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio is yeah. in it. Uh, Claire Danes. Danes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romeo plus great Juliet. Great soundtrack. Great yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Really weird movie, though. Uh, but, uh, so, and, but this was very stylistic. And to say 
I mean, it's Denzel Washington playing off of Francis for just, half the movie. I mean, but what else? See, I could watch a whole fucking four hours of that. I really could. Yeah, and the two of them just ridiculously went at it, had a good time. You could tell that they were, they knew their pieces. I mean, uh, Denzel's done Shakespeare movies before. I think he did a Much to Do About Nothing. Yeah, yeah, he was I think a, he did a few years ago. Version, yeah. And, and uh, so, I mean, these people played off of each other, but this is the only thing, oh, this is the thing that's going to make every single person that doesn't see this movie and why they didn't see this movie, and this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. It's because it's Shakespeare and they can't understand <laughs> what the fuck he's talking about. And it's understandable. I get you guys. I understand. Uh, this is not going to be for everybody. This is not the movie you sit down and watch with the family and everybody's like, yeah, this is the greatest movie ever. This is the kind that, you know, you put it on and the kids will be like, really? Yeah. yeah. What are they even saying? What does it mean? <laughs> and so this is an intelligent movie. And, um, this is one of the movies. I feel like there's a, this great conversation I just uh, watched last night, mm-hmm. and it was an interview between um, the main star of the one of the main stars of the next movie we're reviewing, and it was um, is Matt Damon interviewing uh, Ben Affleck about the Tinder Bar, and he made it very clear. It goes arts arts movies like The Last Duel, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and stuff like that. Um, can be made now, but it's going to be released on platforms and streaming places. And movie theaters are now probably going to be reserved for just the big, big blockbusters. You know, ben Affleck, he he mentioned recently that he's done doing IPs or intellectual property movies like Batman. He says for now he's going to do like he's going to do things that are singular, like because it's very hard because there's such a rabid band, fan base for IPs mm-hmm. that it's hard for anyone. I mean. Sometimes it works, but it's hard for anyone to be everyone to be happy with performance in something that you know someone's been growing up with. So he he said he's done doing IP. So no more Batman for for Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, um, we'll talk probably a little bit more about that later. But because okay. um, because he actually gave a lot of I mean it was like a forty five minute interview I watched yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last night. Uh, anyway, but this movie here, um, thank God, like Apple Plus supported it. You know, yeah, you know. Thank God that some, I mean, and that's what I, I pretty much think with like drama movies and movies that aren't the big blockbusters and the A24 movies, like this was an A24 movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. With those kind of studios and stuff like that, that's pretty much where you're going to have to find them. You're, I think because of everything going on with the pandemic, it, it's kind of canceling. They're showing people what movies aren't making money at the theater anymore. Yeah. Screen, Screenland's a bit different. They're going to try to do this as long as they can, but again, they were saying, go see these big movies so people can also see the little movies. They were they making a big deal about that. And so, mm-hmm. but you're right. All the all these, um, the, the Tragedy of Beth had me three showings before it was aired. Uh, three showings a day before it was airing on Apple TV, you know? So, I mean, I really like it. I'm a big fan of any film. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. my shit. You know, like, yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. They're still gonna, be, but things like this, I think you're gonna have to go look for mm-hmm. more than just it's gonna be out there. Because I mean, like, if you think about it, like, 
what I mean back in the 90s you'd walk into a movie theater and yeah there'd be speed over here <laughs> but then you'd have like Mississippi burning yeah, playing yeah. next to it or yeah. you'd have like you know uh, Pelican brief playing yeah. next to it or you know stuff that you never heard of with you know actors and stuff like that but um, yeah I thought this is good and uh, man uh, it visually Denzel acted as Denzel brought it. Denzel yeah. brought what Denzel so brings. He's amazing. You know? He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed this version of it. So uh, kudos to everyone in this movie. It's uh, crazy. It's crazy how good it was. Um, so do you have quotes? <laughs> you got quotes yes, actually, I, I figured I figured out I figured out a way to do it. Okay. I, I just couldn't write a lot of stuff down, guys. And usually I do, but um, this one I did figure out a good way to do it. So I got a couple here. Percent fears are less than horrible imaginings. There's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. Come what may come, time and the hour runs through the, even the roughest of days. Oh, where's yeah? Double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. I had to, write, I had to get that one because yeah. that was, uh, you know, that's that's like legendary, isn't that the legendary line for Macbeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's also like when England t- talks about which to casting a spell, they just use that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid they have awkward, and this not done. The attempt and not the deed confines us. Hark, I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them. And things without all remedy should be without regard. What is done is done. Okay. Chris, what do you think? Give me your give me your score. 4.2 on this one. I'll go a 4.0 on it. Um I I liked it a lot. Um I feel like Sometimes when they were doing it, do you think there's like a price of admission like, to you, like that they're going in? If you don't like Shakespeare, this won't change your mind. Like that, that's yeah, yeah, that, no, that's no, a that's, lot of people. Uh, like I, yeah, I, yeah, this won't change your mind, and that's the thing. And like when they say things, I think sometimes um, they needed to slow down a little mm. because if I didn't have um, subtitles on. Yeah, you need there's, there's subtitles. Certain, yeah. yeah, yeah. If I didn't have subtitles on, there are a couple of scenes that I would have lost track yeah. of exactly what they were discussing. You know, it's one of those movies you can't look away from the screen, or you're gonna you're gonna lose. You're not gonna understand what the hell's going so, on. So the thing is, is that um, Shakespeare he wrote a very specific way, and he wrote in a way that no one actually spoke in that time. Like, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like no one was that. He, he, yeah, no one's that. Nothing he's ever written was ever written the way anyone ever talk ever. Yeah, and so like like we were saying that Ray Shakespeare, his his words are like they are poetry, one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. William Shakespeare is the Wes Anderson of plays. <laughs> like he has his own style, his own way of doing things back then and so like a lot of people are you know gonna turn their nose up at it they're, they're gonna be like this shit sucks because they don't like shakespeare and so there is a price of admission knowing going in that that this is shakespeare you know it's it's trimmed down because it's not the whole fucking thing uh joel joel cohen made a big deal about bringing this down to a manageable hour and 45 minutes you know being here for two three hours seeing Macbeth. Uh, joel cohen uh trimmed it down and made it he did his thing with it 
And I, I'm wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm uh, actually very, very, very pleased with that. So there's a price admission, but again, uh, I really fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was great. And uh, just like I said, man, if, um, if you are going into this movie trying to be like, am I going to ever love Shakespeare? Well, this is it. This is Shakespeare. This is what you get. And, uh, <laughs> if, you know, um, if you don't like this, then it's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, now we're on at RottenTomatoes.com. I want you to guess the audience score for this one. Seventy-two. Eighty-one percent. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't I didn't think people like Shakespeare that much, people so I Shakespeare. went lower. So, critic score. Mm. Mm. Eighty-nine. Ninety-three. I'm in. Okay, yeah. well, at least I went up, and they went up. Uh, the critics' consensus is led by stellar Denzel Washington. Tragedy of Macbeth strips the classic story down to its visual and narrative essentials. Yeah. Interesting. The tragedy of Macbeth. We've been, you know, You're the tragedy of Macbeth. I might be. I might be. Um, You're a tragedy. Cool. Are you a tragedy? I'm a tragedy. Uh, what question, man? Uh, what? What? I know that the world woke back up. So do we have any news? Dude, do we have news? Yeah, we got news. It's the one thing I made sure we had. This is the movies that don't suck and some of the news. We tell you the news. I read it to him. And he acts like he doesn't have heard any of it. <laughs> I've been I've been kind of busy. I may, I may have heard any of it. Because I've been working every night, every Let's night this about, week now. And I've just been fucking just laying down afterwards. Like. Let's talk about something that happened seven days ago. Okay, a week ago. Yeah. That um, I, I don't think anybody watch it was it even on TV. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it was the 79th annual Golden Globes. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the big one for the night being Best Motion Picture and and a drama, which was won by none other than The Power of the Dog. We like that movie quite a bit. We were a big fan. Best picture musical or comedy was West Side Story. Yeah. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama was Will Smith for King Richard was the winner. Well deserved. Uh, Best performance by an actress in a motion picture in a movie that we haven't watched yet. And is Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos. Yeah, I know. Everyone talks about that movie. And um, a lot of people have a problem with the Golden Globes Hollywood Foreign Press that does it. Um, so I, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. We'll we'll probably get to it, but I don't know when. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture musical comedy: Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um, best performance by an actress in a musical or comedy is Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story, who played Maria. Yeah. Uh, best director is Jane Champion for Power of the Dog. That movie snuck up on everyone, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, look at this one. Listen, best supporting actor, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. Yeah, yeah, it's a big word. Like, um, best supporting actress was Arena DeBose. Uh, uh, I can't not Maria. She played uh, the 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 sister or whatever. 
in West Side Story. Okay. I can't remember what the part was. Um, best mini uh, television series drama was Succession on it from HBO. I've been watching the episodes that I need to catch up though. Like, it's, it's, so have you watched it yet? No, I have not. I have not. Um, I'm actually Peacemaker, watching. Uh, I already watched Peacemaker. Yeah, I got. I went through. And everybody out there, if you have not seen Peacemaker, one, do not watch it in front of your kids. If you have kids, do not. Do not. This is not a kid-friendly show just because John Cena's in it and superheroes. I mean, Two, like, though, I mean, if you see. Oh, just... my God. This is so funny. Okay, it's funny. It is one of the funniest things ever. So it's James Gunn oh, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, best performance by an actor in a TV series, uh, of course, is Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso again. Gotta be, gotta be. Like, I mean, um, best performance by an actress is Jean Smart for a show called Hacks. That's um, where's that? Where's that? I know it's a streaming platform. I can't remember where it's at. Which one it is? I don't know. I don't know. It is not say. It just says Hacks. Um, <laughs> then. Winner, and I love this one because mm-hmm. anytime this guy gets a trophy, makes me happy in all my places. Best performance by an actor in a limited series, anthology series, motion picture made for television. Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Yeah. Now, we, have you watched Dope Sick? No, I mean, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to. Oh, man. We, we've watched at least the first three or four episodes, me and my wife have. Oh, yeah. And oh, man. Yeah, it's a great show. By the way, Hacks, be in the mood for it. Hacks on HBO Max. So we can watch that easy. Oh, nice, nice. And and here we go. Are you ready for this? This is this is the one I think made everybody's night. Are you ready? Yeah. Best supporting actor for television or series. Oh Wong Su, the old man number one from Squid Game. Was he there? Do you know? If he was at the, I mean, I'd, I have no idea. I don't know. I didn't watch it. That, I, that's I that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I was sick at the time, dude. <laughs> like, I was already I was already in a coma. Yes. But uh, those are just some of the Golden Globe. You can go look them up, of course, um, on the Golden Globes. But, man, um, Power of the Dog, right? Yeah, it was in my auditions. It's one of those movies that we just, it just surprised everybody. Yeah, and uh, Amir, I had to convince you to watch it, and you're like, dude. You texted me, like, dear, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like at the end of it, you're like, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great movie. So, all right. So, talking about Denzel Washington, who we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. He just made a quote. He gets to beat people up again because he's starting to film what movie, Chris? Man, far two. No, the <laughs> Equalizer, Equalizer three. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is starting feet. Uh, he says they have written the third equalizer, so I'm scheduled to do that already. So I got to get in shape, start beating people up again. I get to beat people up all day long. It's going to be awesome. The tragedy of Macbeth. And then I, I did the tragedy of Macbeth, and now I'm going and beating some people up. Can't get any better than that in life. How old is he? <laughs> he's like, he's got to be close to 70. Yeah, 67 years old. He, yeah, he's close to retire. He he said he's close to retiring. Yeah, I mean, like, remember. Go ahead. I was just like, like. You know, he just looks still so good. 67 mm-hmm. still, looks, still right? looks menacing, yeah. Just don't say, damn! You know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, remember the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman and the big robot yeah. fighting arenas? Huge Jackman, yeah. Yeah, Huge Jackman is, uh, but Disney Plus is now making a Real Steel series adaption for their streaming service. So, so I don't know. 
I've never seen it. Go ahead. So I've never seen it. So I don't know if Hugh Jackman is going to be in it or he's not going to be. Yeah, in I don't. Either. I don't know if Hugh Jackman's going to be a part of it or whatever. But if you haven't seen um, Real Steel, um, it, man, it's actually a really good oh, should I? heartfelt. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a real good heartfelt movie. Okay. It's a really good heartfelt movie. So some heart. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart. Uh, Sean Levy will be directing the series. Uh, Robert Zemeckis will be one of the producers on the series. So, I mean, what can you go wrong? You know, at least you got some people to give it a try. Mm -hmm. Uh, Red Notice 2 and 3 are already in early developments, and and they will be filming them back-to-back. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, right? Okay. And talking about talking about Red Notice and you know those people in it, Gal Gadot will be be in a remake where she will be taking the lead of a famous Alfred Hitchcock movie where they twist it and make it a female lead and stuff to catch a thief. Okay, I mean, sure, right? Yeah, I'm interested in that. Because I like Alfred Hitchcock. If you can, if you can, if you can, you know, modernize Alfred Hitchcock, there's some good stories that you can yeah, bring. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a master, master guy. All right. So the director of one of your favorite movies, in fact, I think your favorite movie of 2021, Pig, Michael uh, mm-hmm. is is getting is going to be the director of a spinoff of A Quiet Place. Interesting. So is it going to be like a... What's the spinoff going to follow? Um, all this, the, all the information says here is, is his quote on it. And I knew after a couple of flops that I'd been marginalized in the studio system and I wasn't going to get invited by them. Uh, he says, I always knew that if it would take a good filmmaker. Oh, wait a minute. No, this is Nicholas Cage stating about this. <laughs> I am so sorry. I read the wrong part. Hey, guys, like, my brain. Still a little funny. But he's going to negotiate some Paramount pictures to direct the spinoff. It's going to be written by John, uh, John Jim from The Office. Yeah, <laughs> the early untitled film is based on the original idea and takes place in the same world as Quiet Place. I, I do like uh, John Krasinski doing their directing and writing, but I kind, of, I kind of wish he would maybe branch out a little bit and not do something that's already established, or do something new, which I'd be excited about. I mean, I do like those movies. I, do, I like part one and two, and I'd be excited to see this, but when it comes to doing other films, other genres, or maybe mm-hmm. different ideas themselves, I'd prefer that, I think. Right. All right, so that's cool. A National Treasure. If you want a third one, guess what, guys? It's happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. What? You're instead going to get a National <laughs> Treasure, the show on Disney Plus. So they are working on Disney uh, Disney's National Treasure cast friend uh, for Lisette Alexa Jess, including Parenthood's Lyndon Smith and Stargirl's Jake Austin Walker have all been casted for a new take on the National Treasure series. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You did, did you collect Beanie Babies in the nineties? I was not one of those people. You you were one of those people. I, I know. I was not one of those people. I was not one of those people. 
Um, Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks is going to star in Apple Plus's movie The Beanie Bubble, which will take place. We'll talk about the Beanie Babies during the 90s and when they went through their that whole thing. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's going to be. They're both great. I mean, you shouldn't see that. Yeah, it's a, the, the description of the movie reads, it pulls back the curtain on the absurd and injustice of the American dream, particularly the female relation to it. It's a celebration of women who helped power T.Y. or Ty Warren's success, whose strengths and good instincts shape and amplify the phenomenon. Yeah. Cool. So I'll probably talk about that group of women that actually <laughs> will, uh, you know, I don't know. This year, the Oscars Oscars will have a host. Uh, Because they haven't had a host since 2018. Who's it going to be? Right now, it says that they are eyeing eyeing Pete Davidson. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I like him. I I know you really like him in the King of Staten Island. I heard they were thinking about doing Steve Martin and Martin Short. Martin who? Short. Who's that? Uh, he's a he's a big time. He's a like. I'm just. I know Martin. You Short love both of them. You love see Martin, Martin Short, don't you? I can tell you, you're one of those who's, who can't out. Who can? Who they'll do? They'll do anything. You watch it, right? I man, I love Martin Short. Anything he does or touches, I'm like all over that. I will touch its no nos with its woe woes and its woo woos and its boo boos. We have a Clifford bit. Uh, talking about John Cena that we talked about earlier, uh, him and Allison Bree are going to be starring in an action comedy called Freelance together. I'll watch that. I'll watch it all day. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. Allison Bree. I'll watch anything she's in. Oh, directed by Taken's director, uh, Pierre uh, Morrill. Okay, cool. Let's do so it. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do so, it. So, I, I, yeah, you know, uh, the it says it, it, the script is centers on an ex special forces operator who is desperate to escape his humdrum life, takes a job providing security for a journalist who is hoping to salvage her career by interviewing a dictator. What more can go? There you go. Yeah, I'm ready. Done, I'm, done. ready. I'm down. I'm down for that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to see it. Um, Weiss, Weiss Anderson. Weiss Anderson. Wes Anderson. Cast, Wes Anderson. I know. <laughs> Cumberbatch and new Rolled Dial Project, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. So is this the movie that's been made or not? Because there's a movie called Rocket, I think, coming out with the main. This, this is a book. Uh, Roland Dole's short stories is found on a friend's shelf by a bored and silly playboy, Henry Sugar, whose day's furious activities are spoiled by a rainy day. With nothing to do, he picks up the book and tells of a doctor's tale that takes place in India. Interesting. It's just that Roald Dahl, he has some problematic, he's kind of problematic when it comes to some of the things he said and some of the things he believed. But yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm open to seeing that. And an upcoming Apple Plus Studios biopic. God, they're doing fucking everything, Rooney. aren't they? Apple Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Runo, uh, Rooney Maria. Am I saying that right? Rooney, Rooney Maria? Uh, Rooney Mara. Yeah, what was she in? Uh, She was... Uh, it was the movie we just the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, yeah, right? she, yeah, that's her. 
Okay. Um, she is going to. Oh, Nightmare Alley. She was in Nightmare Alley too. She's, yeah, she was. She was. She was my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's going to be playing Audrey Hepburn in a I biopic. Can, I can definitely based. see that in my like. Just, yeah. Like I'm, hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah, that works. I can see you rewind. One hundred percent. So that's who they cast for that. All right, we got two more. We got <laughs> an animated series is coming to Netflix. Okay. Called Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, they do an animated version of it. I'm sure a lot of people yes. just in advance over this. <laughs> Creators Brian Leo Miley and Ben David Grabson are doing a series. Yes, sex bomb. bomb. Bob Om mm-hmm. is warming up yeah. their guitars and having a comeback. I'll, I'll watch so, it. One of Chris's favorite Christmas series of all times is going to be doing a limited series that will serve as a continuation of the film series. Over at Disney Plus, Tim Allen has agreed to come back to play the Santa Claus. So uh, I don't know why you told me that's my favorite. I don't think you even made my top ten. <laughs> like, of no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard about that him coming back to do this. Like, how much do they offer him? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. But the thing is. You know, ten bucks probably be enough for him right now. I mean, he's not making a whole lot of anything. Did the voice for Lightyear though? That's coming out. Yeah, no, Lightyear. He did not do the voice. Chris Evans did. Look at that. Cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. I can tell you, man, that like for the next five years or so, you're gonna hear David Bowie in every single fucking uh, commercial because he sold his catalog. So you'll be hearing like all that shit all over all over the place. But yeah. All right, are you are you ready? Yes, yeah, this, big... this is it. This is the big one. Okay. I feel like this is the big one. Okay. FX has revealed as of two days ago they are bringing back one of their number one shows of all times with the actual lead cast that was in the movie or the show, I should say. They are bringing back Justified. A lot of people are excited about this. I haven't never seen Justified. Oh, man, Tiffany. It's like one of his best roles okay. he ever played in the history of any great. roles I heard ever great. played. Yeah, that's really great. yeah, he did a great job. And, um, yeah, they're working on a new season of the show, um, which will pretty much pick up where it le- left off. Okay. I'm, 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 ex- I'm interested for sure. I'm interested. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to touch myself in places. Why watching it that nobody can... Wait a minute. No, I shouldn't say that on the air. Anyway, but that's the news. Let's get to the final movie. That is the movies that don't suck and some of the new news. I give Chris information, even though I was the one that was dying this week. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was fine canceling. But uh, you want? I know. I'm just kidding. So, uh, oh, no, man, I just want to get it out. You know, and uh, plus, um, I just hate to tell you this: your Dallas Cowboys are not going to the Super Bowl. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so uh, we're talking about the Tinder Bar, directed by George Clooney. He did one movie last year called The Midnight Sky. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's also he's also a good director. Own right. He did, the first one he did was uh, the one that everyone knows about is um, Good Night and Good Luck, which is great. Eyes of March, Wayne but he's also an actor. So you guys, uh, you guys know from fucking ER, uh, all well, a bunch of episodes of ER, and he's been in everything. Roseanne, uh, Bodies of Evidence, Sisters. He's been in everything. It's George Clooney. If you don't know who he is, I mean, what the fuck, dude? He's been in 109 episodes 
of ER as Doug Ross. He, he's the he's the second to worst Batman of all time. Oh yeah, he's not good. He's not a good Batman, but he's a good actor. No, he's the second to bad, the second to worst. Uh yeah. Um, this stars Ty Sheridan as the main character of Jr. I don't need no goddamn box. Listen, I know what to do. And then also, and then we got Ben Affleck. The amazing Ben Affleck is Uncle Charlie. He looked at me standing there in the doorway in my underoos. And we also got uh, Lily Rob as mom. That's all she's known as in the movie, his mom. Why can't you be more clever? Like Bobby. And then also we have the amazing Christopher Lloyd as grandpa. How do you do, Mr. or Mrs. Fill-in name of couple? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, it also starts Max Martini as the voice, Rinzi Feliz as Wesley, Brian Milton as Sydney, Max Casella as Chief, Son James' grandma, Michael Brown as Bobo, Matthew DeLemon as Joey D, and Kate and uh, Quincy Tyler Burstein as well, just people that you've seen everywhere, or you go, I know that face. Um, why don't you go ahead and read this? <laughs> I like that. I know that face. <laughs> go to uh, go to the storyline and read that. Oh, of course, of course, of course. A boy seeks a replacement for his father, who disappeared shortly after his birth, and bonds with his uncle Charlie and the patrons at a bar in Long Island. Uncle Charlie works as a bartender there and knows all of the staff and regular patrons. He is a charismatic individual, and all of his friends are eager to initiate Junior into their rituals. Junior listens closely to the stories of these men and relies on these stories for guidance on how to live. A horrible description, honestly, right away, because it makes it seem like that 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 Jr. just hangs out at the bar the whole time, which is not the case. He does yeah, do that. No, he does do no. that. He does hang out at the bar, but that's not a good. Why did you have me read that then? Uh, I don't know, dude. This is a, blame on DB, IMDb. So, uh, this movie. Uh, so right away, this it's not written by George Clooney. It's a screenplay by William Monahan. Should mention that. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monahan's written. <laughs> Has uh, written such things. And Jr. Uh, and Jr. Boring, uh, who the, the, the who yeah, it's his story, it's, it's his the, life, yeah. it's his memoir. This guy's in Edge of Darkness, The Gambler, Tinder Bar, uh, Marlowe is coming out, Mojave. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do want to, I do want to mention that there's there's things to not like about this movie, but the best thing, the best thing, the one hundred percent best thing in this movie is Ben Affleck as Uncle Charlie, like like no no question. Uncle Charlie. No question. Like, and the little kid, uh, Daniel, Daniel uh, uh, Rennery. Yeah, yeah, Jung Jr., yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was just amazing in his roles, Young Jr. Yeah. I mean, just adorable. And then Christopher Lloyd um, not admitting to one fart the entire <laughs> movie uh, was just a great, I mean, they, they got the cast. They got the people to, you know, make this movie the way it was it was supposed to be the 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 cast was there um the thing about it about this movie is nothing really happens well that's okay no no something happens i mean a guy a kid grows up uh he's being he's being taught some of the hardest lessons in life yeah but there's just like this really there's a part 
like right in the middle of the end. Like I'm not talking like in the middle of the movie itself, but yeah. there's like in the middle of the, the third act. The third where, act, yeah, yeah, somewhere in the third act where it kind of loses itself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of doesn't understand what it is, and then, uh, but then it comes back around to where you know now now we know what it is. Now we figure it out at the end, and. But the thing is, I think it just there's just this little part in the middle of the third act that it just kind of loses itself. I agree. I agree. Like you're kind of you don't know if you're looking at a man reflecting on life and liberty and everything going on, um, if he's trying to rebuild, reimagine his life, if if this is now a love story or is this a telling of one's family, um, but like. It, it just somehow loses its feelings in there for a second. Like you just didn't know where it was kind of going. But then when it comes back around to what it was and it, it hits you in the heartstrings, it really goes, here it is. This is what we were trying to get to. Here's what we're talking about. And I think we both agree that Ben Affleck is the best thing about this movie, right? Like, like when it comes to an actor doing his thing, Ben Affleck is a master. He's a great actor. There is, again, only one person that does a better part in their part of this movie, and that is Christopher Lloyd denying every fart <laughs> that he had. But yeah, this is um, this is a Ben Affleck movie. This is like, and the thing is, he reminded me of, and maybe it's weird. I don't know, but you remember. This is like if the bully from Dazed and Confused grew up to be an actual good guy. You remember the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. character Ben Affleck uh, played in Ben uh, Affleck? like he dressed like the character yeah. from you know Dazed and Confused yeah. a lot. But I mean, um, I think they did a really good job working it out. Um, there was a lot of good scenes, uh, a lot of good information mm-hmm. scenes. Um, good, but good. like I said, I just. They made it seem like that time, the time period was perfectly captured. Um, yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, Ty Sheridan, I don't really like him as an actor, but he was good in this. I found with the, the Ty Sheridan being an actor in this. Uh, the voice oh, was... Oh, he played an alcoholic asshole really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, his dad, the voice, was fine. Max Martini was cool. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it was a major douchebag. You just wanted to punch him the whole time, anytime he came up on the screen. But, I, I mean, a lot of people can connect to the story... Uh, a lot of people are going to be like, why did JR do so, spend so long doing this one thing we'll talk about off, off air? But yeah, man, I like this movie. Um, but like, uh, again, it's it has its issues pacing issues, toning issues. Uh, but to me, Ben Affleck, without that, without Ben Affleck in this movie, I don't think I would like it near as much as I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I just, I really, because I kind of, the reason why I liked it was because, um, and probably why I liked it probably a little bit more than you did, uh-huh. um, was because growing up, uh, I didn't have a father. Right. You know, I so I was a, like a, like this kid where I was trying to look for who's my father figure. Yeah. And, you know, at one point in this movie, they make it the grandfather. Mm-hmm. At one point in the movie, it's, him trying to leech on to anybody and everybody mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's that, you know, influence in his life that makes him, uh, you know, who's his father. So his father figure. And 
then all of a sudden it just kind of lands on him like, oh, it's my Uncle Charlie. Yeah, Uncle Charlie's, <laughs> it's always been my Uncle, Uncle Charlie. Charlie's a good dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, Uncle Charlie gives some pretty good advice, I mean, throughout the movie. And he always reflects you know? on what Uncle Charlie told him. Like, when he was doing anything, mm-hmm. he was saying, what would Uncle, you know, Uncle Charlie would tell me. So, uh, yeah, uh, and and that's what I think. I mean, and there's a lot of, I mean, again, and plus it's George Clooney working with Ben Affleck. Yeah. I you mean, know? You also to think about, like, uh, you get to think about who, it's a family drama, right? So, like, you sort of figure that part out, um, what's going on there. So, it it's it's about family. It's about the same with kid, and it's based on a memoir, so it's supposedly all, all true. Um, I, I liked it, but again, to me, it's not perfect. It had its issues, but, uh, but you know, Ben Affleck being in this and George Clooney getting the best he could out of that lovable character. Fantastic. That part. I mean, Ben Affleck was nominated for a golden globe, but I, I don't see him not being nominated for an Oscar for best supporting actor in right. this movie. So, and it was uh, really, really good. I liked it. I was uh, good about it. Let, let's give some quotes, and we'll give our uh, our numbers on this one. Sure, How about sure, that? sure. What do you think about that? I'm, with, I'm into that, you bastard. <laughs> you asshole. Falling in love is a blessing. Try to enjoy it. If you get your heart broken, you'll live. Women decide if they want something or if they don't, and it becomes very obvious very fast. <laughs> Why does Grandpa say we should all clear out? Because he's a selfish old prick who resents taking care of his family. Oh, like Dad. No, honey. Grandpa resents taking care of his family. Your father is just never taking care of anyone. Um, Come on, where's that other one? I just had it. Uh, you're a stingy, crazy old bastard, and you and you're not stingy with money. I haven't got any. Well, you're stingy with love anyway. Here's the thing. You got to have it. I don't know what it is, but if you don't have it, immediately you'll never get it. The a doctor at school says I have no identity. Well, Jesus, get one. <laughs> the boy won't tell me what his name stands for. It doesn't stand for anything. His name is JR. Deal with it. And Everybody's lucky. Everybody's everybody alive is lucky, and we're descended from the lucky. Our ancestors were all either fast, smart, or had a really good immune system. Luck is where why all of us are here. Okay, that's a uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's uh, so. I gave my score last time. First, you give yours first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this a 3.8. I really liked it, um, you know, um, but there was a little, there's a part in there that just kind of, like I said, it wanders away a little yeah. bit and you kind of get lost in what, what's going on there. And um, man, if that section could have just been solid, if that part there could have just figured out what was going on, mm-hmm. I think this movie would have been like, I think this would have been a 4.5 easily. You know, like, but it's just, there's this part there that I just think it kind of loses what it was. I think it's very muted. I think it's, um, I think, I think, uh, like you said, there was a little meandering. Um, it just, something about it didn't work for me, but I don't, I don't hate this movie. It's 3.6 for me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck in it would have brought it down without Ben Affleck it brought it down to me three point two, maybe three point one. Yeah, Ben Affleck freaking is is the reason it's it's so high for me too because Ben Affleck knocked it out of the park. And then I watched the interview with him and Matt Damon after this movie. Yeah, and how he was just like, you know, the world's been so sad lately. I just want to put something out there that's and, kind of fun and good, kind of heartfelt. Yeah, I mean, you and, want you want to jump to the the screen and give that dude a hug, like like. Like, let me yeah. buy you a beer, dude. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and, and, but you'd have to be in line because other people were buying beers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the way it makes this scene is that, the, the, you know, uh, JR goes in the bar and meets all these people and, like, you know, vice versa. And that's really a small part of the movie. I mean, it's there, but it's not like, it's not like the heart of the movie. So with the way it's described to a lot of people, I think it's incorrect. But mm-hmm. they're trying to focus on... Uncle Charlie's character, which is great. I just wish he was in it more. I could have watched the movie yeah. just with Uncle Charlie and him talking to JR and then doing shit together. I could have watched that whole thing, but you know. Uh, the this is the second time Ben Affleck and George George Clooney has worked together. What was the, the first, first time? time? I don't know. It was the Oscar winning Argo. That's right, Argo. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we're on RottenTomatoes.com. What's the audience score for this movie? I'm gonna go sixty nine percent, seventy two percent. Like we're in the same. That's same. close. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what's the critic score on this one? Seventy eight. Fifty two percent. Oh, they went lower. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. What was their thing? Critics consensus is it's well acted and suffused with a warm and nostalgic glow, but none of that is enough to overcome the tinder bar sleepy, sentimental noodling. Which it was my problem with that. It, like I said, it wandered. And it, it, you know, whatever. But but it's a, it's a fine movie. You know, like, I liked it. I mean... You can do worse on a Saturday afternoon. The, the, you know what the one thing is, though? What's that? These movies were fun. You know, it was enjoyable to watch and stuff like that. But to be honest, I just can't get Peacemaker out of my brain. Like, it is, like, literally one of the funniest. I cannot, like, there's a song by Wigwam, Mm -hmm. which is the opening credit song for the show, where they're all dancing, these weird dancing routine, and it's like, do you really want it, is the name of the song. Do you really, really want it? Like, it's 80s, like, metal, even though it's, like, from 2015 or 2010 or whatever. And... Oh, the whole show is just ridiculously... Oh, It's James Gunn at the best of James Gunn. All written, all directed by James Gunn. I'll have to watch, man. Like, like, again, we're in season two of uh, Daredevil right now. So. Yeah, season two of Daredevil? Yeah. You're watching the old school... Da- that's awesome! I'm in season two of Daredevil. The one I've been on, watching it all... On, that's, on Netflix, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I popped on all week to just have in the background. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, Daredevil. I'm um I'm on episode four of season two right now. We're just on season episode two, season two. Uh, hey man, we liked Daredevil quite a bit. Um, that first season, yeah, dude, right? That first season is amazing. Um, oh dude, and then the the second season leads into all the other shows and stuff like that. Into, like, oh. uh, we're gonna see Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and. And uh, Iron Fist. You, you won't see them nonetheless, but you'll see, uh, you might already know. 
Punisher's in the second season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Punisher, it, that comes, and then that show, you can go watch the two seasons of that. That is fucking phenomenal. So what's... Uh, now, um, did Daredevil get canceled, or did it finish its story arc? It finished, it's finished its story arc in a way that it, it, it got canceled because... Um, Marvel got sold to Disney. That's right. Okay, so yeah, there was, and so that's why all of them finished. And uh, but Charlie Cox, as I guess, spoiler alert for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, if you haven't seen the way Heaven out, do you really want to see it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know I mean, at this point, yeah. Uh, um, in fact, uh, if you watch Saturday Night Live, the opening of this Saturday uh-huh. was the Joe Biden character telling people the only reason that um, the uh, coronavirus is surging right now is because everybody went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> so you should not go see Spider-Man No Way Home. And plus, he's still trying to get tickets so he can go see <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Anyway, but, uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, but Charlie Cox has got hired back. And uh, spoiler alert for Hawkeye, the series, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio yeah. is back as the kingpin. Me brother call him Vinny D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Uh, that's, I guess that, that, we... that's the episode. So what are we doing next week? Scream and The Lost Daughter. Now it's called Scream, but it's Scream like seven. Yeah, Scream five. Yeah, yeah Scream twenty twenty one. Scream five. Or we'll call it Scream twenty twenty two. I know that Neil wanted to see it this week, but I know he's he's gonna be masked up and sitting as far away as he can from people to see this Dude, one. Dude, um, I am already the the um, the uh, Oklahoma Health Board has already said I'm good to be out and about. Just mask on. Yeah, mask on. And um, here's something I did not tell you earlier, and I'm going to tell you real quick before we get off. My my boss at work called me on Thursday, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, man, I hate to tell you this. Uh, we already gave away all the tickets for Monday Night Raw. This oh. coming up Monday. And he goes, so there aren't any more. He goes, but that's okay. He goes, because I called the box office directly, the people we work with here at the radio station, <laughs> and I got you two tickets, and I told them you were the biggest wrestling fan I know. <laughs> that's awesome. And that, that you're going to WrestleMania. So I told the guy that we work with over there at the stadium, that um, the arena, that uh, you, to get you the best seats they could in the house. So I got two tickets for me for tomorrow night. That's awesome, dude. Monday Night Raw, which reminds me, I didn't go get a billboard. I need to go do that as soon as I wake up in the morning. Post poster board, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm gonna write my my nephew's, uh, my I guess my great nephew. I'm gonna write his name on the, one of the boards. That's uh, cool. High Dakota, because he watches Monday Night Raw every week. That's awesome. Uh, you can visit online with zoomsuck.net. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash zoomsuck podcast. We're on Twitter, at MTS podcast. We're on Instagram, at MTS podcast. We're on Twitch, uh, our tag is MTS podcast. Or on the, uh, if you guys want shirts or you know merch with their name on it, go to bonfire.com slash movies don't suck and some that do. Uh, go to patreon.com slash movies don't suck. You want to throw a few checkouts our way and you get some bonus content or you know uh, an exclusive t-shirt that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, and we're on all stream platforms or download. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find movies don't suck and some that do. What do we do for small mm-hmm. businesses, pal? 
If you got a small business, contact us. We'll be more than happy to do some free advertisement for your business. Email us, DSMS, or any one of our locations. We'll be more than happy to advertise to our millions of followers or thousands of listeners to make sure that you get your information out there for them. If you're unplugged, by the way, if you guys want to don't have any social media accounts, you can send us an old-fashioned email info at moviesonstuck.net or moviesonstuckpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll be more than happy to help you out. We love people. We love you. We love everyone. I love you, Chris. You're awesome. I'm just glad I'm not dead. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what what would happen. Like, like I would obviously, I would always stop the podcast. That has to stop. But I'd, I'd give one last sort of. I'd go on Hoorah. the air and I'd I'd probably go through Blow our your episodes. eyes out. Yeah, and I'd, yeah. Be like, <laughs> like, you guys want to hear something hey, sad? I 100. percent I 100 percent give you 100 percent freeway to move on with the movies that don't suck name. But the logo has to change with my face somewhere on it. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> same, same here. If something bad happens to me, you can continue to do this. But you have to figure out how to, how to put it out. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> get a new producer. Anna. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Something to Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys, no matter what day it is, no matter what week it is, the nights can go stronger, the nose can go deeper, and that is the tragedy of 2021. Have a good night.